All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another edition of the Side Out Podcast, part of the Backcourt Violation Podcast family. It's your boy Austin Thompson, and today we got a packed show. We're going to be talking about uh, the games from last night, recapping the action from the date 10-24. We are also going to be previewing tonight's games Going to be talking about some big surprises from the early season, throwing out some stats at you guys, and then finishing with the big takeaways. We're going to start calling the Thompson takeaways. Y'all buckle up. Stick with me. Here we go. Yesterday, we're going to go chronologically through these games in order in which they were played. So the first game of the night was the Sixers and the Pacers. The Sixers take this one 120 to 106, taking both teams to one and three. Philly was led by Harden with 29-9 and 11, sniffing that triple-double. Embiid added 26 points. What I saw from Philly was much more balanced offensively, a much better defensive showing. The Pacers are not very good, but still, what I saw was encouraging. The balance was very encouraging, like the, the fact that there were other guys contributing. I'm still waiting on P.J. Tucker to get his footing but, like, the fact that other guys contributed was good. Maxie didn't have his best game, and they still were able to find a way to win. I don't like the way they play. I don't like the iso ball. I don't like the fact that James Harden dribbles the ball so much throughout the course of a game. Like, his total dribbles are through the roof. I'm more of a believer in passes versus dribbles. However, there are people that can lead you to wins, and James Harden is a guy that can dribble a lot and lead you to wins, not championships, but wins. I think Philly, if they play the way they played last night, they compete the way they competed, they're still going to be relevant in the East for sure. They're not going to be as good as people thought. I do believe that, but they're still going to be relevant. Yesterday was a step in the right direction. They need those other guys to contribute. Indy was led by Tyrese Halliburton with another near triple-double, 19 points, 10 assists, 6 rebounds. Buddy Heald added 18 points, and then my guy Benedict Matherin, Low-key, sneaky, potential rookie of the year. Benedict Matherin added 17 points. Okay, so that was our first game, kind of a division matchup. Philly took care of business and got themselves back on track. The next game of the night was the Raptors and the Heat. Raptors take this one 98 to 90. Raptors go to 2-2 two and two on the season. The Heat go to 1-3. and three. Toronto, as per usual, were led by Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Fleet. 23, 6, and 9, two steals, two blocks for Siakam. He stuffs the stat sheet. He's awesome. They play him at the five. He's so versatile. One of my favorite players in the league to watch. Van Fleet added in 24, nine assists. Precious Achua, who is balling, we're going to talk about him later, added in 10 points, 22 rebounds. The Heat, disappointing start to the year. One and three for a team that was the number one seed last year, competitive defensively. Their offense right now, they stink. They're still able to guard you. They're physical. They stink offensively. Jimmy led them with 26, eight rebounds. Tyler Hero with a monster night, 22 points, 15 rebounds, which is awesome from your two guard. Bam with 14 points, 10 rebounds. So their guys showed up relatively, but right now it's just not translating to wins. They've, they've got some things they need to figure out in Miami. Again, I believe in Eric Spolstra. I believe in the heat culture. I think they'll figure some things out, but I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year. There's a lot more talent um, coming up, a lot of young talent that, that's, that's being on, on display this year. So I think the Heat are going to be down from what they were last season. The next game on the night was the New York Knicks, 115. The Magic, 102. The Knicks go to 2-1 and one on the year. The Magic go to 0-4. Oh 
New York was led by Julius Randle with 25 points, 12 rebounds. R.J. Barrett with 20.6 rebounds. And my man, Jalen Brunson, 21.6 assists. The Knicks are better than I thought coming in. Jalen Brunson has solidified that backcourt, solidified them, brought an element of offense, um, but also toughness that is very New York style. A guy from, you know, at least in terms of his collegiate years in Villanova and Philly, he, he displays that toughness, that dog. He's got that dog. We use that term a lot. Jalen Brunson has it. There's no doubt about it. And I think the Knicks, under his leadership, with the two left, the, the three lefties, excuse me, that I mentioned with Randall, Barrett, and Brunson, I think the Knicks are going to be pretty good. Mitchell Robinson kind of starting to find his rhythm after a, a, a struggle in that first game. The Knicks are going to be better than people think. They're going to be better than they were last year. I don't know about as good as they were the year before, but they're going to be better than they were last year. Watch out for the New York Knicks. Fourth game on this docket for yesterday pardon the beep there that was my computer talking to me singing to me i get updates all the time the fourth game of the night the bulls 120 the celtics 102 the bulls go to two and two celtics drop to three and one you know the bulls i, I kind of called them out last night on the podcast when we had the big podcast with with eshua and kobe um DeMar DeRozan, I still don't think you win championships with him as your best player. You're just not going to, but he he played well. 25. Ayo DeSumo, one of my favorite players, unsung guys to watch in the league. 22. Zach Levine with 19 points. And Vucevic just came through balling. 18 points, 23 rebounds, 5 assists. A monster effort from him. It's a big win for the Bulls. A big win. They were at home. Showed out um, in a division matchup against what I believe to be the best team in the league right now in the Celtics. Celtics were led, as per usual, by Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown with 26 points and 21 points, respectively. Big win for the Bulls. If they can keep this going, they get Zoe back. They can be a player in the East. Celtics are going to be fine. Again, you have to lose some occasionally. Fifth game of the night, the Rockets and the Jazz. An upset on paper. According to the records, the Rockets go to 1-3 and three, um, with a 114-108 victory. The Jazz lose their first game of the year, so it's kind of flip-flop. The Rockets needed that first dub. They got it. The Jazz were undefeated. They take their first loss. Kevin Porter Jr., who has been awesome. We're going to talk about him later. 26 points, 10 rebounds. Jalen Green, 25 points. Jabari Smith, one of the guys who could fight for that Rookie of the Year uh, award. Uh, 21 points, 9 boards. Um, for them... Three 20-plus point scores, which is awesome. Their first win of the year. The Rockets have a lot of young talent. They are exciting to watch. They're not going to win a ton. But when they do, it's going to be something where there are going to be highlights all over SportsCenter, all over the YouTube page, you know, all over social media because they are high flyers and they've got a lot of young talent. They, they, the, the future is bright in Houston. Uh, as for Utah, Jared Vanderbilt, who is balling. Again, we're going to talk about him later. 13 points, 11 rebounds. They were really spread out. Seven double-figure scores, their first loss, and I think that's one of the reasons. They have spread the wealth this year. We're going to talk about a couple of their guys who have balled out, but overall, I think the Jazz are, are going to continue to be a mainstay. They're going to be better than people thought all year. Are they going to be number one seed in the West, which is what they were coming into tonight? No, they're not. It's just point blank period, but they're going to be better than people thought, no doubt. Next game, game of the night without question. The Grizzlies one thirty four, Nets one twenty four. Grizzlies go to three and one. Nets drop to one and two. We had a huge game 
if each team displays two stars, each of these teams have two what I would call bona fide stars, three of them being superstars, they all showed out. Memphis, Ja had 38 points. Bain had 38 points. For Brooklyn, Kyrie had 37 and KD had 37. Four players in this game with 30-plus points. I mean, it was awesome. Awesome to watch. Guys that can get their own bucket. Guys that can create for teammates. Guys that are just so confident in what they do. And Desmond Bain, to me, was the X factor because we've come to expect these things from Ja. We know what Kyrie, we know what KD, we know what they're capable of. Desmond Bain is a really, really good player and I think a star in the making, but... The way he played last night, he, he didn't look like a star in the making. He just looked like a certified star. The Nets are still trying to figure things out, but I'd like the way they competed in Memphis um, against a really good team, a team that is going to be in the upper echelon of the West this year. The Nets might not be as bad as I originally thought, but they're also not going to be as good as some people hope they're going to be. They're just not. The, the culture and the camaraderie isn't going to allow for it. We're going to talk about this game a little bit later. Next game down, we have the Spurs and the T-Wolves. Spurs go to 3-1 and one with a 115-106 victory. Timberwolves drop to 2-2. Two and two. Devin Vassell, man, he's balling out. We're going to talk about him later. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right because I did not know a whole lot about this young man until this year. 23 points, 7 assists, 9 rebounds. Keldon Johnson, one of my guys, 18 points. Spurs had six in double figures. Seeing the Spurs winning games, even though it's early, seeing them winning is good for the NBA. It's good for my heart. I miss seeing the Spurs competitive. Minnesota was led by Cat with 27 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists. D'Angelo Russell added in 25 and 7 assists. Ant-Man played terrible. We're going to get to that later as well. But the Spurs are the story here. The Spurs are playing well. They're one of the surprises in the league without a doubt. Um, And I'm hoping they can continue it. Some of these Western teams are making the West even deeper than we thought it was coming into the year with how they're outperforming their expectations. Speaking of outperforming expectations, the Blazers dominate the Nuggets in our final game of the night, 135-110. to The Blazers go to 4-0. Nuggets drop to 2-2. Portland was led by none other than Dame Dalla, 31 points, 8 assists, 6 rebounds. Anthony Simons, who we're going to talk about later, 29 points. Jeremy Grant, who we're going to talk about later, 21 points. They had six guys in double figures. Things are well in Portland right now. They are confident. They got a swagger. They've got a leader in Damian Lillard who's been there. He's been the guy. He's been he's won playoff series. He hasn't won the big one. He hasn't won, you know, the ones that count the most, but he's won series. He's been there. He's done that. He's a veteran by now, and he's still one of the best players in the NBA. Portland looks phenomenal. Denver was led by Aaron Gorman, 26 points. I think Jokic had kind of a pedestrian night for him. The Nuggets are going to be fine. However, they did not perform the way they expected. So that's a recap of last night. Big, surprising team still in this uh, Western Conference, we're going to get to them, talk about them later. But we saw them on display last night. It was awesome to see. So now we're going to move to the preview to tonight. We have four games. The Pistons and the Wizards is the game we're going to start with. Still going to go chronologically here. Pistons and Wizards. My prediction here is that the Wizards take this one. I believe they're at home. They are five-and-a-half-point favorites. I think they win it. I also think they cover the Wizards, as long as they're healthy this year, are a dangerous, dangerous team, especially being in the East. Watch out for the Wiz. They will win and they will cover. Next game on TNT, national broadcast, we got the Mavericks 
hosted by the Pelicans. Pelicans have some question marks with B.I. and Zion. I don't think either one of them are going to play. As a result, they are five and a half, six-point underdogs. I'm going to take the Mavericks to win the game and to cover. I don't. I think the Pelicans, when they're healthy, they're they're as good that, as the Mavericks, probably better. Right now, with the injuries, I'm going to take the Mavs in this, and I think that they will cover that five-and-a-half-point spread. Next game, Clippers and Thunder. No need to talk about it. The Clippers are nine-and-a-half-point favorites on the road, mind you, which is disrespectful to anybody other than the Thunder because they stink so bad. Free my boy Shea. Nine-and-a-half-point favorites. I think the Clippers are not only going to win, they're going to cover. They're going to win by double digits for sure. Our last game, final game of the TNT doubleheader, the Warriors hosted by the Suns. Going to be a great matchup. You know, the the Warriors' beautiful basketball with passing and cutting and, and, and Draymond, you know, grabbing rebounds and busting in transition and, and a lot of threes versus the Suns led by CP3, a little more methodical. Their pace is not nearly as quick as the Warriors. They don't pass it nearly as much. Um, a, lot of, a lot of pick and roll, a lot of kind of very surgical precision on offense. Both of them are two of the best teams in the West. Dubs are a one-and-a-half-point underdog. I'm going to take the Dubs in this one. I think they're going to get it done. Um, and win the game outright. So that's our preview for tonight. We'll see if I'm right, if I'm wrong. I'm interested to see how it goes. I'm typically right, so I think that I'm going to go four for four here. We will see. Final, or no, excuse me, next part of our show here. We're going to get to the big surprises. We're going to start with the teams. The three big surprises right now for me are all in the West. You have the Jazz, who are sitting at three and one, first loss come last night. The Spurs sitting at three and one, defeating the Timberwolves last night. The Blazers are at four and oh. These teams are, you know, outperforming what expectations were for them. And when that happens, it is always a treat. The Blazers are led by a superstar. We know Damian Lillard. We know some of those guys on that roster. The Spurs and the Jazz are doing it with a collection of young talent that is exciting to watch. Um, understanding and knowing that that this league is dominated by veterans most of the time the older you are right so long as you're still in that athletic prime leads to victory so seeing the spurs seeing the jazz continue to progress forward whatever happens the remainder of the season it's a nice storyline right now and they have been major surprises for sure I expect the Blazers to be able to maintain more than the other two. I think their roster is more capable, more well-constructed, and they do have Dame Dalla at the top, so I expect them to continue, you know, more of what they're doing. They're not going to be the number one seed in the West, but I do think they're going to be better than I thought, better than a lot of people expected coming in. So those are the teams that are the big surprises. Now I want to move into some of these players. I want to shout out these guys because they're playing so phenomenal. Laurie Markkinen is the first one I want to talk about. Laurie Markkinen with the Jazz is averaging 21 points a game, 8.8 rebounds per game, three assists. He's in his fifth year out of Arizona. He's seven foot tall. He's a nightmare mismatch. He, he can shoot the three. He can take you off the dribble. He defends it well. Um, he's got length. I thought it was a major loss for the Cavs to have to give him up, even though, like I said before, I think it was worth it. They get Donovan Mitchell. Laurie Markkinen is a beast, and he's showing that out in Utah. The next guy on the list, Devin Vassell. Again, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right because I was not aware of this man. Um, 
until far too late, but Vassell is averaging 19.8 points, five rebounds, four and a half assists. He's in his second year out of Florida State, playing for the Spurs under one of the legendary coaches in sports history, not just the NBA and Greg Popovich. They're winning games, and he's leading the charge most nights. He and Keldon Johnson are really spearheading that what seems to be a revival of Spurs basketball, and it's awesome to see. Shout out Devin Vassell. Next on our list, we have Anthony Simons, again playing for one of these surprise teams, the Blazers. We knew his talent coming out of high school. Didn't He elected not to go to college. We knew his talent. We knew what he had. He's averaging 19.8 points, two and a half rebounds, three assists. He's in his fourth year, and this is by far the best we've seen from Anthony Simons. If he continues this and is that Robin to Dame's Batman, they have a chance to continue to be Dangerous. Next on our list, Jared Vanderbilt out of nowhere. Second round pick out of Kentucky. Playing for the Jazz, averaging nearly a double-double at 9.8 points, 10.3 rebounds, two assists. He's in his fourth year. He's 6'8". He's an undersized power forward Like to play the way that he plays. He doesn't stretch the floor. He's long. He's athletic. He rebounds very, very well. He is a part, a major part of the Jazz resurgence this year. And it's awesome to see. Shout out Jared Vanderbilt. Next on our list, we got Kevin Porter Jr., who to me on this list is maybe if I had to take somebody off this list that I'm looking at right now and build a team, Kevin Porter Jr. would be hard not to take him. What he's doing for Houston, 20.8 points. Six and a oh, oh, six point eight rebounds, five and a half assists. He's in his third year out of USC. We knew the talent coming out; it is showing out right now. The lefty, he is incredible off the dribble. He can catch and shoot it. He'll dunk on you. He's got a, a well versed game. Incredible with with his floaters. I love his pace, his tempo. Kevin Porter Jr. is a must watch. The Houston Rockets. He's part of that young core um, that, that that the city of Houston should be so. Excited about. Next, one of the best names in the league, Precious Achua. Yes, he is the one who was scared. The poop ran down his leg when the fireworks went off in the arena for the pregame introductions. But, man, he is scaring the poop out of his opponent's pants right now. Ten and a half points, 11 rebounds. He's in his second year out of Memphis. We knew uh, if you were at all keep up with college basketball when he was in Memphis in his first year. They had that documentary series uh, centering around Penny Hardaway as their coach, and, and Pressures Achua was someone that came in and took the entire program by storm. People were impressed with his work ethic, and it is translated. He's a double-double machine. He's 6'8", so once again, relatively undersized like Jerry Vanderbilt, but he is a dog. He works his butt off, continues with multiple efforts, multiple jumps. He's awesome to watch. He's a treat. And just what the Raptors needed, like a guy with this kind of versatility, this kind of work ethic, great defender, great rebounder. He fits in perfectly with that team, allows them to, again, switch everything, and they're doing that well. The Raptors are dangerous, and Precious Achua is going to be a centerpiece of that team. Next, we got Benedict Mathurin. I've talked about him a few times. Rookie out of Arizona, averaging over 22 points, six rebounds. Got a chance to be rookie of the year, no doubt about it. He's playing awesome. Great defender, really good offensive weapon. He's, he's, he can score at all three levels. Benedict Matherin, check him out. Next, we got Wendell Carter Jr., guy that had high hopes going to Duke, 
when he comes out into the draft, I think he's underperformed. But this year, he's rounding into shape for the Magic, averaging 14, over 14 points, over 10 rebounds. So he's averaging a double-double. He's a double-double on a nightly basis. He allows versatility. He's 6'10", but he allows a lot of versatility at that five position. The Magic are going to be good. They're, they're struggling now, but they're going to be good, and he's going to be a main kind of centerpiece of their rebuild as well as their, their rise. When they do figure it out, I believe that he's, he's going to be a mainstay in Orlando. Wendell Carter balling right now. Jeremy Grant is our final guy. Of all of these, he's the oldest. He's in year eight out of Syracuse, 6'8". You know, lengthy wing. We've seen Jeremy Grant play well before, but 17 points, um, four rebounds. He hit the game winner against the Lakers the other night. He, he's played very well, very, very well for the Blazers. And that three-headed monster of him, Anthony Simons, and Damian Lillard right now has led the Blazers to this 4-0 start. Good for Jeremy Grant. It's awesome to see. Those guys, those teams are all been major surprises and are deserving of shout-outs. I expect most of them to continue what they're doing for their respective teams. And as a result, I expect their respective teams to continue to rack up wins and outperform expectations. They're outperforming personal expectations. I think their teams are going to outperform team expectations if they keep this up. Now, we are finally to our final segment of this side out. We're going to end with the Thompson takeaways. I've got five for you. We're going to rapid fire through them. Number one on the docket, Ben Simmons fouls out of last night's game against the Grizzlies. Very questionable call. Job baited him in near half court, fouled him out. Ben was upset, probably rightfully so, but I don't like Ben Simmons. I think he's a terrible teammate. I think he's lazy. I think he created a lot of drama. So I say good call. Get him on the bench where he belongs. Ben Simmons fouls out, and the stars, the real stars in this game, shine with Ja and Bain for the Grizz, 38 apiece. Kyrie, KD, 37 apiece for the Nets. It was an awesome game, but Ben Simmons fouled out, and he stinks. Second, Marcus Smart. If you didn't see this highlight, it was phenomenal. Marcus Smart, a deflection on a hit-ahead pass by the Bulls, deflects it off referee Mark Davis, goes in the air. He jumps to save it from going out of bounds. He throws it back off of Mark Davis. Yes, the ball hit the referee twice. It's one of the most improbable things I've ever seen. Marcus Smart tells him to get out of the way, Mark. Phenomenal, awesome content. You love to see it. Number three, Cat on speaks on his teammate Ant-Man who struggled in last night's game. Quoting and saying, I know y'all think it's funny up here. When, oh, excuse me. I know y'all think it's funny when he up here talking about Popeyes and all that. That doesn't make me happy to hear. Cat is not happy with the way that Ant-Man is not taking care of his body. He is, he's made it very known in this interview that in order for professional athletes to, to reach that next level, which is where the Timberwolves are trying to go, and Ant-Man is going to be a big part of that, you got to take care of the temple. Um, and apparently he's not doing it. Ant-Man did take some of the blame, but Cat called him out for his body. We'll see how that goes moving forward for the Timberwolves, but they need to figure some things out if they're going to get to where they need to be. Yep, so you love to see it. Number four. The Grizzly fans, if you haven't seen this clip, it's awesome. They try to recruit KD. I quote, in the best way that I can, try to emulate the way they sounded. Come on, baby. 
We want you. Come to Memphis. These are Memphis fans videoing KD during pregame warm-ups. If they continue to beat the Nets, if they beat the Nets in, in, in the, next, the next game in Brooklyn, you might be able to convince him because we've seen if he loses to a team like he did the Warriors, he may very well join them. We will see how that continues to go. KD's soft like that. Great player. He's soft like that. Maybe he'll be playing alongside of Ja next year in Memphis. Fifth and final Thompson point. Excuse me, Thompson takeaway. Chuck guarantees the Blazers are going to the finals. That man has lost his mind. I normally love Chuck's hot takes. This one, too hot to handle, Chuck. You're wrong. Everybody, this has been your boy Austin Thompson on another version of the side outs. Until next time, peace.